You're listening to the Vineyard Community Church Podcast with Pastor Rick Francis. For more information, visit vccmountcomfort.org. Good morning. Well, we've been looking at Jesus in in the Gospel of Mark. And in the Gospel of Mark, as as we've been looking through it, we are in this section in chapter 4 where he has parables. And at the beginning of the chapter, he's got the parable of the seed and the sower, the four soils. And he goes on to bring us in on the inside when he's alone with his disciples, breaking down the interpretation of that. And as as he's talking in this chapter... There's some verses that are appear like Jesus is hiding stuff so that others won't know the truth. And that's the way it appears as we read it with our Western mindset. But in fact, that's not the case at all. Jesus is speaking in parables and he always spoke in parables. And he said he, he spoke in parables because he was speaking to the hearts of people. If your heart was open to God and you heard Jesus talk about a farmer who scattered seed, guess what? There would be something of the Spirit of God that would begin to move in your heart and bring understanding and bring some excitement about hearing a story about a farmer. Because Jesus was using something in the natural to explain something in the supernatural. And so as he was talking about his kingdom and he was using parables as as a means of communicating, we find that uh, he he, he knows what he's doing. He knew what he was doing. He knows what he's doing and he knows what he will be doing. And he's speaking to us in parables. If you want to touch a person's heart, you tell them a story. You give them a metaphor, you use an analogy, you use a parable if you really want to speak to somebody's heart. I remember I was reading The Language of Love and then it was talking about loving word pictures. And it was about how we can use a picture and either write it, draw it, some form of expression, but within that picture, it touches the heart of another. Now, the story that really captured my heart when I was reading this book was a story of a husband who was leaving his wife and children for his secretary at work. And everybody was devastated. And as they were meeting with the therapist, the therapist told them about how to use word pictures to communicate what's going on inside. And so the little daughter wrote her father a letter. And in this letter, she used used the parable or the analogy of being in the car. And she said, Daddy, I I was with mom and she she was driving. She was in the seat that you normally are driving behind the wheel. And so it was a little it was a little different with mom behind the wheel. But as she was driving, we went around this curve and this car came and came over into our lane and hit us head on. And we rolled over and we were off to the side. But right before the impact of that, I saw you in the other car with this woman. 
She said, Dad, I have a broken leg. Mom's okay. We went to the hospital. Her sister was okay. She went through and described it all in this letter. And she sent it to him. And she says, I was just wondering, Dad, how are you? The power of parable, the power of story. The father got that letter, and as he read it, he broke. And he came back home, and when he came through the doorway, he saw his daughter on the stairway, and he said, Honey, how is your leg? Jesus, when he's telling stories, it's designed to touch the heart. And the heart that's open toward God, I believe every parable spoke to that heart. So I'm saying, Lord, sometimes I feel a little dense. I read these parables and it's like goes in one ear and out the other. What are you really saying? So let's look at today's passage and see what the Lord has for us today. Mark chapter 4, verse 26. He also said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground, night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain, first the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, the grain is ripe he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. Again, he said, what shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest seed you plant in the ground. Yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants with such big branches that the birds of the air can perch in its shade. With many similar parables, Jesus spoke the word to them as much as they could understand. He did not say anything to them without using a parable. But when he was alone with his disciples, he explained everything. Let's pray. Father, we identify ourselves as your sons and daughters. We identify ourselves as your, your disciples. And as we read the scriptures today, we say, Lord, we're alone with you. Explain everything of these parables to us. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. The kingdom of God, parable one, is like a man who scattered seed on the ground. We've already seen that the, when seed is scattered on the ground that there's four different kinds of soils. There's the path where the enemy comes and snatches the seed just instantly. And there's the, the rocky places where it takes root, but it, it, can't get, uh, it can't get any depth. And as a result, when the sun comes up, it gets scorched, persecution comes, and they fade away. 
And then there's the uh, amongst the thorns where it's able to go down and take root, but it's, it's planted and it's still associated around the things that come up, the cares of this world, <laughs> the lust of other things, uh, they, the desires come and they choke out. And so even though it has root, it doesn't bear any fruit. And then there's the fourth soil that's good soil and it takes root and it, it comes forth and it, it yields a, a crop. 30, 60, and 100. And so we find that here, he's not saying any of that. <laughs> but he'd said it in a, in a parable prior. But here he's just talking about the scattering of the seed. What's interesting about this, as he scattered the seed, there's a sense in which we're just kind of not aware that something's happening. The sun comes up, the sun goes down, we get out of bed, we go run around, we go back to bed, and all of a sudden we're not aware of anything, but something of the kingdom is happening. And we knew it not. Hmm. The seed sprouts and grows, and all by itself, the soil produces grain. We get the order. There's a process. First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. And then when the grain is ripe, it's harvested. Hmm. The point, there's so much said about seeds in these parables. And when we realize that when the kingdom comes, it's like the word of God gets planted into us like a seed. And within the seed of, a, of the, whatever kind of seed, whatever kind of plant, the full DNA of what the maturity of that seed will become one day is there. Now for, for here, it's just talking about something's happened, but we don't see anything about it. You know, we heard something, it, it, it was open, our heart was open, we received it, and, and, and it took root. It was planted, but we don't know how it grew. We don't know how it works. And it's like, man, that is so true of so many things in the kingdom. Lord, I prayed for this person, and you healed them. I said the same words to this person, and nothing happened. Or so it appears. And so there's so much about what happens in the kingdom that we don't know how it works. And I think that's the, the point of the first parable, is that the seed has life in and of itself. And you can't judge based on the appearances that as time passes, and it doesn't look like anything's coming up from the ground, Eventually it does. I was in second grade and our teacher brought in us little pots and we got to choose what seed we were going to put in the little soil within our pot. And every day we would come, if we remembered, if we weren't too busy with recess and playing on the playground, 
we'd come and we'd check our pot and see what was happening. Oh, we need to put some more water on it. Okay, okay. And inevitably, there would be some people who had planted diff different kinds of seeds. Some seeds came forth quicker. And it was like, oh, Sheila, she must have a green thumb. Her little plant took off. And here, mine, there's nothing, it's just dirt. There's nothing there yet. And we'd wait, and we'd wait, and we'd wait, and we'd wait. So much so that I just stopped paying attention to my pot, because I didn't think it was ever going to do anything. And then it started showing the plant. The timing of the Lord is something that we're never comfortable with as human beings, because we want God to work on our time schedule, and He's got a different one. And it's like when we learn how to submit and receive what he's doing and how he's doing it, we're able to, to function in a much more peaceful uh, state. Although sometimes that's still anxious, it's still anxiety producing because we're wondering when it's gonna happen. But this tells us that the essence is in the seed that is planted. And as you open your heart to receive the Lord Jesus, everything you have to be a fully mature adult believer, a son, a daughter, a warrior in the kingdom is there. It's just gonna take a little time. Some of you are alfalfa, some are wheat, some are corn. They all grow at different rates. If you're in Indiana, we like to plant soybeans. <laughs> and so you get that dynamic of you can't make it grow. I don't know how many times I thought if I could just know how to make God do what I want him to do. And so I, I, I pursued this line of thought, these, this language, this declaration or whatever to try to see if somehow I could manipulate God into being a little faster. Now what I find that the best way to get God to move faster is to surrender. Every time I think it's something about what I'm doing that's going to make God do I, I discover this isn't the way God works, and I have to back off and surrender and humble myself and submit to his lordship. It seems about the only thing that holds God back is when whatever he's trying to pursue in our heart, he can't do this because if he does, it's going to cause us to be filled with pride and to get puffed up. And he loves you too much to let that happen in your heart or to let something harmful that the enemy can use in your heart as a result of what he desires to do in your life and in your circumstances that are around you. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's like, okay, run up the white flag of surrender and say, Lord, 
If possible, let this cup pass. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And we get to that place where it's his will. We're on a good spot. Paul expressed it this way in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6, about the seed and the growth, the mystery of how. He says, my job to plant the seed was to plant the seed in your hearts, and Apollos watered it. But it was God, not we, who made it grow. Mm. The ones who do the planting or watering aren't important, but God is important because he is the one who makes the seed grow. Now, he, he's talking to the church of Corinth, and they're getting polarized that who, who's following Apollos, who's following Paul, who's following Jesus, who's following, you know, so it's, it's, and he's trying to set the record straight. He's not saying evangelism isn't important and nurturing relationships isn't important, uh, cultivating the gospel in another person's life isn't important, but he's saying that the thing that makes it happen is God. God puts something in the seed that gets implanted that's of himself, and as we give that a place to germinate, it comes forth and bears fruit. So the second parable, the kingdom, is like a mustard seed, the smallest of the garden seeds. Hmm. It's planted in the ground. Hmm. It grows. How? Well, the previous parable says we don't understand how that happens. But here's the result. The focus here is not so much on the how, but the contrast of what it starts out as and what it ends up as. It becomes the largest plant of all garden plants. Hmm. How large? So large that its branches are so big that birds perch in its shade. So here we have an understanding of, don't despise the day of small beginnings. In the kingdom of God, what looks like something very small could end up being something very huge. You don't judge by appearances. And be patient just because you get up and you go to bed and you get up and you go to bed and you don't see anything breaking the, the, the crust of the ground doesn't mean nothing's happening. Hmm. Ezekiel put it this way in chapter 17, verses 22 to 24. And the sovereign Lord says, I will take a tender shoot from the top of a tall cedar, and I will plant it on the top of Israel's highest mountain. It will become a noble cedar, sending forth its branches and producing seed. Birds of every sort will nest in it, finding shelter beneath its branches. And all the trees will know that it is I, the Lord, who cuts down the tall tree and helps the short tree to grow tall. It is I who makes the tree green, makes the green tree wither, and gives life to the dead tree. I, the Lord, have spoken, so I will do what I have said. Lord have mercy. 
This is a little cross-reference to, to the concept that the Lord will take something and transplant it. And, and where does he? At the highest mountain. And it becomes the noblest of trees. And the birds come under and find the shelter of its branches. And I believe Jesus is referring, and, and these, you know, the, the Jewish people of the day would know of this, this imagery, this parable from Ezekiel, and they would understand what Jesus is saying. That the kingdom is for others as well as for us. As the kingdom gets planted in our heart and as it develops, we don't understand how, but as it continues to grow, wow. And it becomes something that the birds of the air can come and find shelter. It's never just self-serving. It's always for others as well. Now to me, I get excited when I, when I think of this because I would like for you to ask the Holy Spirit, what is the DNA of the seed of God's kingdom that he planted in my heart when I said yes to Jesus? When I opened my heart and gave him a place to plant the seed, what was his purpose? What was the intention of that seed? And where am I now in the process? Am I still kind of clueless because I don't see anything manifesting on the surface? So I, I, I just go to bed and I get up and I go through the routine day after day, week after week. And now the Holy Spirit says, it's time for you to get a revelation because it's starting to come through the earth. First the stem, then the head, and then the full kernel within the head. I always think it's fun to say, Holy Spirit, where am I in the process? Have I broke ground yet? Or am I still germinating? And, and we, we see for such a time as this, sometimes you germinate for a long, long time until it's that moment in history where the purpose of which God's seed planted in you comes to fruition. You might be doing secular jobs. You may have longing for ministry. You, you, you may have all sorts of dynamics that are going on. But Lord, where am I in the process? Sometimes <laughs> I feel like I just broke through the ground. It's like, man, Lord, I, th I, I thought I had, had matured and become a full manifestation, ready and ripe for the harvest. And then all of a sudden, I get another revelation of how incredibly awesome he is. And I says, oh, you know, I think my sense of being ripe is probably that I just broke through the ground and that there's more to come. Let the Holy Spirit speak to your heart this week. A little later, we're, we're having our all church gathering pitch in and I'll be sharing something about uh, the state of the union of Vineyard Community Church at Mount Comfort. But this kind of goes right along 
We are a kingdom believing community. And it's all about his kingdom, his rule and his reign. And the seed that he plants inside the hearts of men and women, boys and girls. And it's time, okay, speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. Where am I in the process? Has the enemy taken what seems to be a delay and caused me to lose heart and to think nothing is ever going to happen? Or are you preparing for the breakthrough into the next phase of what you've called me and us to be? With many similar parables, Jesus spoke the word to them as much as they could understand. Have we hit the saturation point this morning? <laughs> he did not say any to the, anything to them without using a parable. But when he was alone with his own disciples, he explained everything. So Lord, thank you for explaining things to us today. And Holy Spirit, thanks for going beyond just the teaching of today in your own personal explanation to your sons and daughters, explaining to, to them where they are. And I thank you, Jesus, that you're doing that right now. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To receive more audio content from The Vineyard, click the subscribe button in iTunes.